let's take some questions. Uh, I will start online. Jake, who's going to come up uh, after I take this first question? Question on Clubhouse will be from Raul. So, Raul, please prepare. Awesome. Thank you. Here we go. Online. Who taught you the most about gratitude? Wow. Um, my mom. And I'll tell you why. Because since I was little, my mom would make me say thank you before I went to bed and when I woke up. If I came downstairs without an attitude of gratitude, she would send, send me back up to my room and tell me to list out what I'm thankful for again and then come back down. It's amazing to me that before I was three years old, I learned the magic gift of the entire universe that would have the biggest impact on my life. And somebody told me, make sure you say thank you. Make sure you think thank you. Make sure you do thank you. All of the practices and adherence to that practice were created from the earliest memories that I have to be a grateful and gracious person. Uh, so thank you, mom. I uh, appreciate you. You add value to my life. I'm happy, healthy, and I love you as well. I know she's on here along with uh, on our webinar. Over 50,000 people registered for gratitude uh, Thanksgiving uh, training here today. That's amazing. So thank you. And please join me in the gratitude challenge. We can create a collective consciousness of gratitude. All right, uh, Raul, you're up. Yeah, uh, David, uh, thank, thanks so much for having me on stage. Um, yeah, and I uh, really love uh, what you've been talking about gratitude. And I uh, just want to know what has been the best part of your gratitude journey so far? The best part of my gratitude journey is the ability to take uh, what may have in my own mind destroyed me and given me the capability of finding the light, the love, and the lessons in it. So, you know, if anybody would have told me when I was in my 20s and a multimillionaire that, you know, I could survive losing everything because my whole uh, identity was by my bank account. Everything I valued myself by how much I was worth and how much money I made. And when I uh, lost everything to be in a position through gratitude uh, to not only, you know, survive, uh, but more importantly, uh, to find the light, the love, and the lessons, to be able to truly be grateful for the experience of appreciating what I had, acknowledging it by when you lose it or let it go or give it away. That's the only way we acquire knowledge of what we have, and then to ask for more. And so without that experience, um, you know, I don't think I would understand the power, the depth, uh, and the, the superpower of that perspective and adherence to the practice of gratitude and how it can change people's lives. Hello, are we good? Thank you, Raul. Jake, you there? Yeah, thanks, Dave. Next up, uh, after you take a question from Zoom, we'll take Keaton on Clubhouse. All right, perfect. Thank you, Keaton. All right, next question online. How do you determine if someone is a good potential business partner? Um, look, you know, I have three rules of being a business partner. One, you know, don't get a business partner. Two, if you're going to get a business partner, make them have more money than you. And three, if you don't listen to rule one or two, go back to rule number one. Um, obviously, you have to have your values aligned. Uh, and um, you know, if those values aren't aligned from the very beginning, it's going to end in a disaster. Uh, 
And so if your values are gratitude, forgiveness, and accountability, and your business partner isn't grateful, isn't forgiving, and isn't accountable, eventually it's not gonna work. And so you wanna make sure those values are aligned, but it also does help to make sure your partner has more money than you. All right, thanks so much. All right, Keaton, you're up. Hey guys, I was just curious, how do you make gratitude a behavior? Can you talk more about that please, Dave? Thank you so much, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Keaton. And uh, you know, any behavior, good or bad, is an aggregate and an accelerant upon itself, right? Einstein had it right uh, and applied to compound interest, the rule of 72, uh, but that applies to behaviors. In uh, good behaviors, just like a bank account, compound in its interest, and uh, you're able to benefit from that compound interest. So uh, looking at gratitude as a behavior, we need to understand that it's the practice of being able to um, the practice of being able to lower the bar and to do these things that that we had. So if I you know look back onto training what I just spoke about, uh, you know, say thank you as much as possible, frame your gratitude, ask yourself questions, share your gratitude, practice gratitude through all your senses and use those reminders, uh, knowing that forgiveness and awareness are your two nemesises of that. Be a student in your calendar, make a plan and a vow. All of these things we just went over on training answer your question. Uh, so, uh, you know, I will send you that guide, Keaton, david at dmelcher.com. Follow the adherence to the practices of gratitude. You'll get a new perspective and receive all those effects and benefits that we discussed. Does that sound fair? Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'll take another question online. Jake, who will be on deck? I have a Blaine on deck. All right. Thank you, Jake. All right. What's the difference between being thankful and being grateful? Um, it's a great question, by the way. Uh, so being thankful is by event, circumstance, or incident, and being grateful is a being. Uh, so thankful is a particular incident, circumstance, or situation I am thankful for. Gratitude is the superpower that we use in order to be thankful for everything. And so thankful uh, is the action of gratitude, which is an attitude or an emotion uh, or a superpower. And I think that distinction is, is good to know uh, because just because you say thankful, you know, you thank someone for opening a door doesn't mean you live in the attitude of gratitude, doesn't mean you have a mindset, a hard set and a handset of gratitude. That just is a circumstance, an incident. It does not help, uh, it, it does not indicate that you have the practice and adherence to gratitude uh, but it's a great start, and it's what those, the more times we utilize thankfulness uh, builds on that platform or that experience or that attitude of being grateful. All right, next up, Blaine, what do you got? So my question is, what's something that you weren't really grateful for at the time, but today you're really, really grateful for? I I know this is going to not sound good, but I have to be honest. Um, 
I was not grateful for my marriage uh, in the first you know, seven years of my marriage. And the reason I say that is because I'm overwhelmed by how grateful I am uh, to my wife and for my marriage. And it's, you know, the non-negotiable next to my health first, my family's next. And, um, you know, it, it, it's not even that there was a, a pain or a punishment or a setback or a failure in it. It was that uh, to have something so relative to me, so close to me, unappreciated. Uh, you know, is just mind boggling to myself. And I know that uh, that lesson in light, you know, was one in which I found, but uh, talk about, you know, missing uh, the awareness, uh, you know, you talk about forgetfulness and awareness. Uh, so many times, Blaine, we take for granted what other people are wishing for, but even more times we take for granted what we ourselves are wishing for. And we already have it. And, you know, I have the best marriage in the world uh, and had it then and just didn't appreciate it. And uh, it is absolutely the most significant example of how, uh, you know, the light, the love, and the lessons by using the superpower of gratitude uh, can elevate the awareness to what we already have. And elevate the awareness of what we're doing to interfere with it as well so great question my friend all right i'm gonna take another question online jakey bakey who's up next next up will be nina and then we'll have nick so nina's next all right thank you so much um awesome and then maybe jake you can take a question from instagram or tiktok or somewhere as well does that sound fair that sounds great all right perfect um can you explain false enthusiasm <laughs> yeah I got to grab this question. Um, so when I played football in college, uh, back when they allowed you to torture people, we had three a days in, you know, Eagle Rock, California, between Glendale and Pasadena, this smog pit of LA in the 80s. And uh, 100 degree weather, smog. Anyway, uh, by about the fourth three a day that we went through, waking up and being on the field, yeah, up at five, where thank goodness I wake up at four because they would pound the doors with shoes and pots and pans at 5 a.m. after three practices the day before. And, but I woke up at four. And so I was prepared for it. But oh man, we would get out there. Nobody wanted to be there. Nobody wanted to be there. And so uh, I was team captain my senior year. I came up with the idea of the, the, the false enthusiasm. And so I start clapping and I make other guys clap. And I say, it's great to be alive. It's great to be alive. It's great to be alive and be a tiger. And I'd scream, it's great. And everyone started screaming. And lo and behold, through this false enthusiasm, the false belief of entheos, of being connected to God, entheos, right? The genius, the expression of God coming through us. Uh, <laughs> enthusiasm appeared it was a calling it was a wish and by yelling out it was amazing how the human body mind and soul responded to the false enthusiasm and made it real and so i instituted this idea of false enthusiasm into my own life and talked my way into existence i talked my way through the interference to find the light the love and the lessons 
false enthusiasm is a great mechanism in order to open the door, clear the interference and allow yourself to find the real awareness of enthusiasm. Because why? We are already happy, healthy, wealthy and worthy. Even if we're on our fourth three a day in the middle of a hundred degree smog in Eagle Rock, California, we're right there. You just got to figure out what you're doing to interfere with it because you're always connected to and through the greatest source of light, love and lessons, always. So uh, great question, by the way. I forgot about that. I love false enthusiasm. All right, Nina, you're up. Hi, thank you for this opportunity. Um, and I'm trying to clarify something. You may have answered it before this, but um, I apologize if you already answered. Um, so my question is, if a stressful situation has been created because of someone's possible mental health issues, then do I still ask, what did I do to attract this to myself? Second part is, am I asking this question because my ego's coming into play and trying to clear itself of any blame? Okay, so yeah, we, we're confusing accountability with liability. So blame doesn't exist in accountability. Uh, and so let's talk about liability first. Blame, shame, and justification. Blame, shame, and justification are ego-based consciousnesses that causes separation or interference between us and the truth, us and our potential, us and our higher frequency. What we want to do is understand when we ask ourselves, what did I do in this circumstance uh, if I have a close relative, friend, or associate that has a mental disability, a mental dis-ease, uh, mentally struggling, depression, anxiety, fear, suicide, or whatever it may be, we still want to be accountable and say to myself, what did I do to attract this person or this situation into my life? And so I'm looking to see what I did to do that. Did I put out there in the universe that I wanted to learn about something or I wanted to experience something. And then two leads me to the most important part is what am I supposed to learn from it? What am I supposed to learn from it? See, this is the continual process of the fast learner. This is the continual process of expansion from learning zone to expand over our anxiety zone so that we continually grow, learn, and raise our awareness and frequency to abundance, to feel the uh, ability to live for an instant between limitlessness and infinity. Don't confuse accountability and liability. Liability is an ego-based consciousness of blame, shame, and justification. Those will exist and they will rear its ugly head, which is why triggers are one of the mechanisms of adherence to the practice of gratitude. But what you want to do is start seeking, see the purpose of asking ourselves, what did I do to attract this to myself? isn't a liable station statement. It's not, what did I do? I'm being punished, right? I'm being punished. What do I do? I blame myself. No, no. What did I do means it's opening the mind, the heart and the soul to finding the light, the love and the lessons. See, when we start taking accountability that we're exactly where we're supposed to be and start asking ourselves, what was I asking for? What was I wishing for uh, to learn? right, to grow, to accelerate, what was I looking and wishing for to be protected and promoted by having this person in my life with this mental disability? So for example, I was running uh, Lee Steinberg Sports Entertainment, right, the notable sports agency, made the movie Jerry Maguire about Lee, and he was a raging alcoholic. 
right? And, and I mean, I wished and dreamed that I would have this job, you know, to run the most notable. So not only be a multimillionaire, but have access to everything I wished and dreamed. And here I was with this poor man who was at dis-ease. He has a dis-ease, a quantum dis-ease that has been genetically and energetically inherited over years as many people suffer from all types of addictions, including me. But I asked myself not to blame, shame, or justify, but what did I do? What was it that I was thinking, wishing in order to learn or to grow or expand? And this shift in the mindset, this shift in the paradigm of I'm happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy, what am I doing to interfere with it? I'm learning to ask and wish for the right things and know that when the things come to me, they're all the right things and they just come in a way to promote or protect me, not to punish me. And that experience has changed my life and Lee's one of my greatest mentors and he's sober now and we both have benefited great from the light, the love and the lessons of his disease. And it has helped cure mine as well. So. Thank you, Nina, for understanding the difference between accountability and liability. What a wonderful question and an important question for everyone uh, to be grateful for things that we might feel liable for with blame, shame, and justification. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving for you. Both. Thank you. <laughs> You're awesome. All right, Jake, you got a question from uh, IG or TikTok? I've got a TikTok question here from Mimi. The question is, what characteristics or traits do you believe successful people have in common? Oh, that's easy. So uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the characteristics, right, are gratitude, which is why we're having this gratitude challenge, which everyone's going to email me about, david at dmeltzer.com. That's why we got the gratitude guide. But gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, which we just discussed with Nina, and inspiration that means they have a desire that they must be what they can be if you're grateful forgiving and accountable and you have a desire that you must be what you can be you will always do your best or most of the time almost always do your best you will learn lessons and you will have fun you will make a lot of money help a lot of people and have a lot of fun forgive account gratitude forgiveness accountability and that desire that you must be what you can be. That's what I think are the major characteristics and a faster learner is gonna get there faster. So I could throw that new one in there, be a faster learner, become a faster learner, learn faster and faster and faster. The more faster you can learn, the more lessons you learn, the more lessons you learn, the better you'll be, the more you expand and grow and accelerate towards what you want, the more you'll be able to clear the interference between you and what you already are. Be a fast learner, have gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and have the desire that you must be what you can be. Jakey Bakey, I'm going to take on another question online, and then maybe we have someone else who will come and ask a question. Yep, that'll be Nick after you answer a question from online. All right, thank you so, so much. Um, what do you consider to be your biggest strength, and how do you use it in business? Consistency, so adherence, consistency is my biggest strength. Um, and uh, I use it to learn fast and faster and even faster than that. Adherence and consistency are my superpower. 
uh, because I am aggregating and compounding and accelerating all the time and learning all the time and growing all the time and raising my frequency. I can only at a vibrational state be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than me. So I'm consistently raising my vibration. I'm plateauing and growing using the five daily practices, knowing my what, my who, my how, my now and apply my why. All, by the way, will come with you on the gratitude challenge david at dmelter.com. I'm going to keep on pumping that in there until you actually email me, david at dmelter.com. Please join the gratitude challenge. Please get my book, audiobook, ebook for free. I'll send it to you, sign it, please. But my biggest strength has to be adherence and consistency because you got to do things again and again and again. Two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. I am maximizing the man-made construct of time and productivity, accessibility, and gratitude with the speed of thought. This is the biggest strength that I have. And I use it in business to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. To ask and receive in person, on the phone, via email, social and traditional media. It's growing and growing, two people at a time. It's basically what Noah Ark did to save the world of all his peoples, right? Two people, got two people, made two people, four, eight, et cetera. I do the same thing, but with gratitude and happiness to empower a thousand people, to empower a thousand people, to empower a thousand people. <laughs> you have to be consistent and adhere to the consistency. Uh, unbelievable superpower to have. And I'm so grateful that it is one of my superpowers and my biggest strength. Thank you so much. All right, Nick, you have been waiting patiently. And I certainly appreciate that. Please, what's your question? Hey, Dave. Hey, Jake. Appreciate you guys having me out and happy Thanksgiving to all. Um, uh, building off of the training and kind of in light of the holiday this week. Um, I love the gratitude. love all of that stuff. Really, really helpful. But what are maybe some actionable kind of steps or tips that you have for how we can go out and spread kindness in our communities or help create a, a kinder consciousness um, to share with all around kind of this holiday season? I'll tell you what my standard answer is, and I'll get into a bit more detail if that's okay, Nick. So I tell people all the time, because they'll ask me, what can I do for you? How can I do this? Um, I would appreciate sharing my content and doing good deeds, uh, you know, or sharing your favorite content and doing good deeds, or sharing your gratitude and doing good deeds. Um, and a good deed uh, is a wide spectrum of activity. Uh, a good deed could be picking up trash, uh, you know, putting something to the curb, helping somebody with anything. Uh, asking for help is a good deed. Why is asking for help a good deed? It's one in which a lot of people don't think about. Well, I'll tell you this. I've never met one person that doesn't feel good when they're helping someone else. But yet we are too afraid to make other people feel good by asking them for help. So share my content and do good deeds. Ask for help, give help, pick up trash, whatever it is, it's that simple. It's a simple saying thank you. That's why I have the 14 day gratitude challenge so that everybody can experience these granular practices of knowing that when I'm helping or asking for help, I'm doing a good deed, I'm being grateful. I'm acknowledging, I'm appreciating, I'm asking. All of these things allow us to add value and to raise our awareness of what we have and to ask and to build more so we can give more. 
and receive more and then give more and receive more. Not giving to receive as a negotiation, a trade, but simply to acknowledge what we had and to expand so we can receive more, so we can give more. Most people learn the more we give, the more we receive, but they don't say you can't give what you don't have. So you got to ask for more. We got to be comfortable asking and know that asking is a good deed. Asking is a good deed. Make somebody feel good and ask them for help. You feel good when you're helping others. Why are we so afraid to help other people feel as good as we feel when we help? It doesn't make any sense. So use this practice. Please, Nick, get my practice guide. Reach out, join the practice gratitude challenge of doing good deeds, asking for help and receiving and giving help all in one. Use this guide to help you expand, grow, and accelerate. Thank you so much for the important question. And I'm so grateful for you. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you, Dave. You are the best. I'll be sure to uh, email you right now. And that email is that david at dmelter.com? Yes, sir. And email me right away. Thank you so much. Um, and remember, uh, you know, I'll share my content and do good deeds. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. What is uh, your best and worst habit? Gratitude is my best habit. And I don't think I need to go into a lot of, uh, of uh, detail anymore about <laughs> the habit. So just get the guide if you haven't been here. Uh, but my most interfering habit, right? So the best habit is one which clears the interference between me and what I already am, happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. And uh, the most interfering habit is that which interferes most. And so I think the need to be offended uh, cancel it, but it is, oh, oh my goodness. The need to be offended is, is, uh, the most interfering habit I have. You know, you, you have a need to be offended. You, everything sucks. You lose all your gratitude. It just creates interference. Why they say this? Why didn't they do this? How did they, uh, uh, oh, don't, are you, the, the need to be offended is, the opposite of gratitude. It's the ability to find the darkness in everything. Not the light, the love, and the lessons, but the darkness and destruction in everything, the interference in everything. And it's a horrible habit to have. So I've had to use other habits to counteract the quantum habits. See, most of the most interfering habits we have are quantum in our nature. Uh, they're actually embedded into our DNA. They are actually genetic and energetic uh, interferences, genetic and energetic inheritances that create this interference, not just for us, but for the generations before us, at least four generations, if not multiple lifetimes before us. And so our most interfering habits are quantum in our nature, which makes them even harder to change or shift. And so we have to create the non-interfering habits to clear that interference, to shift our energy and our perspective. And so for me, those ego-based consciousnesses, the need to be offended, the need to be right, the need to be separate, the need to be inferior, the need to be superior, uh, the need to be angry, anxious, frustrated, worried is one of the big ones, right? <laughs> what a terrible, terrible interference because worry has a du duality to it. Not only does it create interference, but it calls upon the things that we don't want. Because remember, you want to pay attention and give attention to the things you want not that you don't want. Uh, so, all right, everyone. 
We uh, always keep it on time here. We have the Friday training over 21 years here on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I had to give the Thanksgiving challenge. Remember, 14-day gratitude challenge. I will have gifts for everyone. Or if you just want the gratitude guide, please email me, david at dmeltzer.com. I appreciate everyone supporting Office Hours, Two Minute Drill, all the shows on Bloomberg and Amazon Prime Video, uh, the playbook, the podcast will replay the gratitude training on uh, as well. So download the playbook. I have all my trainings up there besides the celebrities, millionaires, billionaires, entrepreneurs, athletes, et cetera, teaching the light, the love, and the lessons. Uh, so thank you, everyone. Remember, most importantly, be kind to your future self and do good deeds. Have a great Thanksgiving.